female in technology looking to reach the VP level and beyond? Join me, Lisa Kostova, and guests for honest and real tips, strategies, and conversation to accelerate and most importantly, enjoy your career climb today. Hey guys, today I want to talk to you about a framework that we discovered or we came up with as a team. I'm referring to our executive development program, which is a nine-month, very deep program that comes after our three-month executive accelerator. And the reason I wanted to bring it up in this forum in our podcast is because of the usability and the versatility that I am seeing this framework having it's really, really useful. It kind of combines several key concepts around coaching a team or developing a team. You can use this even if you just have one person you're managing or you're starting to manage. You can also use this if you have a large team or you have a team of teams underneath you as an executive. And again, this is because it is so, so, so important as an effective a manager and as an effective boss, as an effective executive, to know how to work with a variety of people who have a variety of abilities and different styles so that you can be successful regardless of the type of people that are in your team and you can be the person who evokes and who gets the best of them out. You want to be known as that leader who gets the best potential developed in her teams. And uh, this framework was developed as part of a playbook writing process we have in our program. And that process is really exciting to me as a collaborator, as somebody who organized it. What we do is we have a list of common career challenges that females in tech are facing, especially in that mid-career level. And every week when we get together with our members, we playbook, we crowdsource solutions to those challenges. And this framework really came out of one of those playbook sessions when we were looking at team development and coaching. How do you become an effective coach as a leader, as a manager? And how do you vary your style and style flex depending on the abilities of your team members? So I'll, um, you know, cover part of the framework. We're still kind of finalizing it. It's not completely final, but you'll get the idea. And I think even the first part is going to help you quite a bit. So when you're thinking about each person on your team, I want you to kind of position them relative to this matrix or this uh, stair step of escalating responsibility. So the bottom step of that staircase is um, prescriptive management. It's task management is you are giving explicit directions, explicit instructions. And in our analogy that we used inside of our team, we called it um there's a fire. So you're you're actually describing the problem. You're saying, okay, guys, there's the fire. Here is the fire extinguisher. And here's the button that you press on the fire extinguisher or the lever that you pull, you point it in the direction of the fire and you 
spray the fire with the liquid. And that's what I want you to do. So this is the kind of most basic, heavy instructions, step-by-step instructions, heavy hand-holding level of the hierarchy, right? And this may be appropriate for somebody who is junior, inexperienced, who has no experience in the field or the function where you're, where you're coaching them in. This could also be for yourself when you're younger, less experienced, and you have just learned something yourself, and you want to pass on that, that, that learning to even a peer or somebody who is, you know, as junior as you are. So these are appropriate. I want to be careful here to say that all the steps of the staircase are appropriate in certain cases. And it's up to you to judge when to apply each of those tiles. As a leader, you want to have the widest spectrum of styles to choose from. And as we go up the ladder, you'll see they get um, less and less hands-on and more empowering to the other person. And they also get potentially more scary for you because you're going to be giving away a lot of control, but still as a manager, as a leader, preserving the responsibility for the outcome. And that is super scary. It requires experience, it requires maturity, it requires guts. um, And that's what separates the good leaders from the micromanagers. Yeah. So as we go up, the second stair on the staircase is, okay, guys, you as a manager say, okay, guys, here's the fire, put it out. But you don't prescribe the how they're going to be putting it out. So again, you have to judge and you have to understand whether the person is ready for you to take them to that next level, whether they're ready to kind of go and do that piece on their own. A couple of things may happen. You know, one is, One is they may feel they're ready and you want to test them out, or you may feel they're ready, but they're not, and you're giving giving them a way to to test them. There is going to be some discomfort anytime you kind of stair-step up uh, with a person. So my advice is the first time you stair-step somebody up is give them something of lower consequence. So don't put them on the next big project that's the main OKR for the quarter and is visible to the CEO of the company. And if they flop it, then it's going to be really, really hard to recover. We give them something of less consequence that they can potentially screw up as they show their, their capability to handle the how of putting out the fire. Maybe next time there's a fire, you can a bigger fire, you can throw that at them because now they've shown you the capability to figure things out on their own. So that's the second stair uh, step. The third stair step is, okay, there's a fire. What are you going to do about it? Or do you want to do something about it? So even the direction of put the fire out, um, you're taking that away. So you're actually giving more of the decision or more of the kind of driver's seat over to the other person because they could decide, they could say, okay, 
there's a fire, but you know what? Relative to like these other five fires that are going on, this one is not as bad. And so we're going to backlog it for now. Or we're going to put it on the back burner. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Lots of burning uh, visuals in this analogy. But the the fact is you are also at this point at the step, you're relinquishing the decision of whether the fire should be put out right now um, and how the fire should be put out if it's being put out. Um, so that's that's the next level. You can kind of see how it gets more and more more and more removed from you. The next step could be a the person you're managing or your team member uh, is the one to identify that there is a fire going on. And then they then can come with to you with a recommendation of whether to put it out or wh- whether to do something about it. And if they want to do something about it, they can come up with a recommendation of how they're going to put out the fire, what they're going to do about it. So even the identification of the fire is now over in their court. This is this is the part of the framework where you're transitioning the ownership. You're um, as you're stair stepping up this framework, uh, you are transitioning more and more of the ownership of the project to your team member, so that you know in the beginning you're tra- transitioning just the execution piece, and the next step you're tra- transitioning the how or the identification of the action plan, the planning of the step. The third um, step you are transitioning the the decision of what to do about a problem. And the fourth step, you're transitioning the identification. And maybe at that point, your team member is responsible for an area of the business or for a subset of the product or for a product or for for something where they own the metrics on. Um, they own the kind of general health and results and productivity of their part of the business uh, or the product. And they are the ones, quote unquote, building a roadmap for it and planning for it and being able to identify when things need to take, be taken care of. You know, they could at some point, you know, you can even escalate it even more. In the beginning, they may be checking with you and saying, hey, I'm thinking of doing X. You say, yeah, that makes sense to me. I don't see any red flags. Go ahead. Or sometimes you can say, hold off. There may be a circumstance or or, um, or a factor you don't know yet, and we're going to uh, we're going to need to reevaluate. You can shed additional light. Your role is not to say whether you would do it this way or not do it this way, but your role is really as long as their way is reasonable and as long as it's going to produce results. Your job is not to kind of clamp down and say, no, I want you to do it this way, because that will be kind of reversing them back to step number two, you know, when you're telling them like how to, or even step number one, where you're telling them how to put out the fire. As long as their way is is reasonable and can work, your job is to just kind of shed additional light to illuminate any kind of uncovered challenges or covered challenges or any underground rocks that, you know, they can run into 
So you're acting as somebody who's kind of providing a broader view, a broader understanding of factors and circumstances, and you can flag a danger or you can flag an opportunity as well. So as you ascend through the staircase, your job as a manager changes and you are going to be kind of giving away more and more of the responsibility of actual things getting done and retaining ownership of the result and the outcome as somebody who's overseeing that. A couple of important notes. Again, you can start someone, understand that you can start them anywhere on the staircase. And ideally, you want to go up, right? So if you are getting a new member of your team, and they're super experienced, they've been around the company, they understand, they've shown through their experience inside or outside of the company that are capable of handling things that are level three level of responsibility on your framework, then you start them there. You throw a couple of low consequence things on them, see how they handle them at that level. And then you see whether you need to adjust up or down. Do you need to kind of go in, uh, come in and take a little bit more control? I highly encourage you not to snap all the way back down to number one. If you have to go in, have a little bit of tolerance for people making mistakes. They need to make mistakes in order to learn the best. So uh, you can warn them all you want until the cows come home, but truth is most people will learn the best off of their mistakes. So you have to expect that a certain number of mistakes are going to happen. And anytime you start somebody at a level on this framework, only um, when you need to step them back, well, first of all, start with low consequence projects before you ratchet up the importance of the things that you're asking them to deliver. But then if they make a mistake, then use your judgment. Maybe you ratchet them one step down for the next one and see if they give a tiny bit, if they get a tiny bit more direction or input from you, but not all the way down to being super prescriptive. A lot of managers who are insecure, who don't have tolerance for their teams making mistakes, are going to snap all the way back down to micromanagement level. And they're going to really, really frustrate their most <laughs> capable team members. The worst thing you can have as a manager is that micromanagement style because you're not secure enough in your ability to allow for mistakes on your team. And that is going to frustrate and drive out your most capable people out. It's going to drive them out. And so if you want to be known for having strong teams, you need to develop not just yourself as a leader, you need to develop leaders on your team. That means giving them rope, even though they may hang themselves with that rope from time to time. So the other, so you're, you're going to figure out where you start them on the framework based on their own kind of experience and also based on the trust that you have with them. And again, trust is built incrementally. And you always want to, as people gain your trust at each level, you don't want to, you don't want to keep them there for long. Every quarter or, or more frequently, but at least every quarter, start ratcheting them up to the next level of responsibility. Maybe they've spent a quarter delivering things on the second stair step 
and now you're ready in the third in the next quarter to throw them a project, a low consequence project that's going to test them on the third stair step, right? So as you go up the staircase, you're going to be building trust with with your people. And um, remember, when they slip, make the inevitable mistake, don't punish them by like taking all the trust away and like putting them on a ladder and, you know, sliding them all, all the way down to the first stair step. Be judicious and only kind of provide a little bit more direction, help them understand the the lessons from their mistake, what they could do different next time. Perhaps that's the only thing required. And then try try again later. So that is the framework that we've come up with as a group. I really, really like it. I like the fact that it can be versatile. You can work on different levels with different people on your team, depending on where they are. I like the idea of progress and kind of evolving responsibility and evolving opportunity for the person. I also like the fact that if you find yourself reverse stepping, uh, if you are like stepping up with everyone else, but reverse stepping with one person, then that's a red flag. And you need to understand uh, whether they're they're even coachable. And if they're, they're coachable, they're trying hard, then perhaps this is like a good sign that this role or function is not a good fit for them. And so your next step is to find a better fitting position or role for that person. If you find yourself stepping down and they're coachable. So some people are not going to be coachable. That's kind of the reality as well. They're going to have an attitude of, you know, always want to defend their position, always wanting to be arguing for what, you know, for them being right. They care more about being right than learning or uh, getting more experience. So you as a manager can use this coaching framework to really, really like get into the nuances and the subtleties of developing stellar people on your team. I hope this was helpful. I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, send to a friend, leave a review and connect with me on social media. The best way to connect is to register for the next free product VP challenge at www.productvpchallenge.com. Until next time, keep climbing and keep enjoying the climb.